Dancing, singing, storytelling, and silence are the four universal healing selves. We've engaged in these acts of healing since the dawn of time. We already, on a primitive level, know what to do. Hey everybody, it's KJ here. This is the Stories of Astonishing Light. It is also episode 50. It's the conclusion of season two of this little listening gallery of astonishing stories. It means I will have been doing this podcasting gig for about 11 months now. What on earth is going on? Let's dive in to this tiny astonishment, soul stories and selves. Okay, spotlight listener review today is from AJ Optimist. The title of the review is Needed This Today, and it reads like this, calming and hopeful, like a nice deep breath. I look forward to more. See, it doesn't take many words or many minutes to completely make my week. Your reviews feed my soul. If you find any of what you've heard on this episode or any of the episodes and interviews helpful, thought-provoking, funny, strange, whatever, Throughout 50 shows, let me know, because I value and truly appreciate any feedback you have for me and my guests. It's the pulse by which I design these episodes. What did you like? What do you want to know more about? Plus, every review you leave enters you into a weekly drawing to win a one-on-one, private, free consultation with me. Really, it's a win-win, right? So today, episode 50... I quit my job. Let me clarify. I turned in my notice to my corporate healthcare position to return to something I've started long, long ago. I have actively, intentionally chosen to return to following what I've already known I can do well and be of service to others, especially during this time of emotional, physical, and spiritual challenge. Of course, the minute I made the decision to leave, the floodgates opened. A dear friend of mine asked me to compose the soundtrack to a landscape photography documentary that she has filmed. The local independent bookstore literally just steps away from my house, put a help wanted sign out. They're looking for a part-time assistant. The co-owner and manager of the shop reached out to me personally to see if I'd be interested. Yes, yes I am. Several clients, some I've known since the beginning of it all, I call my private counseling corner, by the way, Bliss Begins Within Psychotherapy, by its nickname, The Magical Little Practice, and several clients, some I've known since the beginning of it all, and new friends have reached out to me to inquire on how to join my creativity workshops and day-long retreats. I mean, that's what happens when you take intentional creative action steps. Try it out. See what emerges. This is an excerpt from Angelus Arian, The Fourfold Way, Walking the Paths of the Warrior, Healer, Teacher, and Visionary. If you came to a shaman or medicine person complaining of being disheartened, dispirited, or depressed, they would ask one of four questions. Number one, when did you stop dancing? Number two, when did you stop singing? Number three, When did you stop being enchanted by stories? Number four, when did you stop finding comfort in the sweet territory of silence? When we have stopped dancing, singing, being enchanted by stories, or finding comfort in silence, 
that is when we've experienced the loss of soul. Dancing, singing, storytelling, and silence are the four universal healing cells. We've engaged in these acts of healing since the dawn of time. We already, on a primitive level, know what to do. Native and indigenous cultures believe these acts are the true definition of well-being. Unfortunately, we are conditioned and convinced otherwise. Around, oh, about age six or seven, to ignore and tamp down those instincts. Our instincts that really are so blatant, known to us as children. I wonder, at what point in our development do we lose our sense of freedom and these feelings of being carefree? When and why do we assign judgment? As you know, I grew up understanding that I had some skills and gifts in music and with words. There are pictures of me sitting on a phone book so that I can reach the piano keys at four or five years old. There are also pictures of me with my head thrown back in absolute joy, mouth wide open, as I belt out hymns in my childhood church choir. It was called the Sunshine Choir. Somewhere along the way, I grew self-conscious. I stopped sharing so joyfully the songs that I wanted to sing. I created parameters around how and when or whom could witness my music. You'll recall in my very first Tiny Astonishment, which was released at the end of August in 2020, what? That most people didn't even know I had a musical bone in my body, let alone nurtured, though I hid it from you. Songs I wrote, dances I choreographed, poems I crafted. In my return to the replenishment of my soul, it feels like I'm coming home. It feels that what I'm meant to do has finally jostled its way back to center stage where it belongs, center stage within me. And by walking away from my corporate job, which I was fairly good at, it just didn't nourish me. This has been a proclamation of the intent to finish what I've started. Angelus Arian points out that Creative connection revives an ancient knowledge to help us become whole, integrated human beings. I'm recognizing that I can return. We can always return. What was pushed aside a couple of decades ago as frivolous or not deemed worthy of making a living has been myself. It's healing the grief of loss, soothing the anxiety of not being enough, of the anxiety of not meeting expectations. I've come to the conclusion that I am not too old. I have not missed my window. This time, right now, is a gift. This was always enough. Making the connection with our creativity and what we joyfully, freely loved and engaged in is our birthright. Julia Cameron, celebrated playwright, poet, artist, and author of the sublime book, The Artist's Way, gently reminds us we are ourselves creations and we in turn are meant to continue creativity by being creative ourselves she notes honor your beginnings creativity is god's gift to us using our creativity is our gift back to god hmm. i find her philosophy very persuasive so now what well you can work with me Maybe you've been listening to me over the course of the year, across all 50 episodes. If so, yay, and thank you. And maybe at one point you've wondered, hmm, I should give Kimberly, that's me by the way, I should give Kimberly, KJ, a call. 
And my answer to that is yes. Yes, please. I love hearing from you. I offer expressive arts and trauma-informed care through my practice. I have a mission to bring awareness to expression of feelings rather than hiding or avoiding them. My hope is to remind us of the language we may have forgotten or, in some cases, never really learned. I said once to my friend Jocelyn, who is a brilliant writer and book coach, she asked me what I did. And I said to her, well, I help people drop into quiet. As Angelus Arian highlights one of our four selves, find comfort in the sweet territory of silence. I believe that's where we can connect with our innermost intuition and language. More about expressive arts and trauma-informed care. What that means for me, and maybe this lands for you too, it's an alternative way to express ourselves, utilizing more of the whole person and a way to better explore self-compassion. You all know I'm really big on self-compassion and self-care. This is an honoring of the indigenous roots of expression. Like I said, this is an ancient language that we've known even before we had language. Expressive arts and trauma-informed care for me also means that the focus is on process and purpose, but not evaluation or outcome. Again, there's that judgment piece There's evaluation, not enough time, not artistic enough, not good enough. That is what I steer away from. This helps promote how valuable self-compassion is. Flowing with the resistance, viewing steps that we take not as mistakes, but more as an informing process. And I hope that I can help us experience emotion and develop a healthy outlet for expression in as safe an environment as possible. Georgia O'Keefe says, I found I could say things with color and shapes that I couldn't say any other way. Things I had no words for. That to me is the power of expressive arts. So what's next? Now that I've loosened and freed up a little more time, I have some exciting opportunities for us to connect and work one-on-one or in groups. One of the ways we could do that is through my healing, our healers, live coaching and community that is releasing end of August, beginning of September, not too far from now. I also offer what I call VIP retreats, one-on-one work with me for a day in which we discover and harness our creative purposes. We move into self-compassion practices that I hope will help us alleviate pain and reconnect with our soul work to prevent compassion fatigue and burnout, increase our engagement, resiliency, and trust within not only ourselves, but our communities. I'm available nearly every single week, sometimes several times a week, and mostly live. So you can check me out with the Magical Cartographers, a group of brilliant artists, healers, and guides mapping through the rough seas. We talk twice a month live on Facebook and Zoom, occasionally on Clubhouse, where we brainstorm and promote the changing narrative of wellness and health through the lens of femininity. It's a good time. Look us up. I have my creativity and compassion workshops completely free to you. It's becoming quite a raucous, beautiful, and playful gathering. I've had three or four workshops over the course of the last seven months. It has been a plethora of art, drawing, music, and movement, and discovering that there are limitless possibilities. The next session is next month in August. And then lastly, 
there is a new season. It's going to be season three of this podcast, which is bonkers. And I'll be introducing you to pretty fantastic people. Guests, including social justice and education advocates, mental health providers, actresses, activists, trauma-informed yoga teachers, authors, creativity coaches, art therapists, musicians, teachers, healthcare providers, mental health advocates. We have a lot to get to, my friends. I thank you from my deepest heart for hanging with me, holding me, and cheering me on as I've jumped into the arena to show up aligned, imperfect, curious, and a little belligerently over the past year. Your stories, your resilience, your creativity, and innovations have provoked and inspired me in so many ways. I think I need another several episodes to articulate my gratitude. It is my honor to hold this space where we celebrate compassionate conversations, creative solutions, mental and emotional advocacy together. It has been a gift uncovering these stories of astonishing light that reside within us and our communities. Let's keep going. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support this podcast in a few different ways. First, you could post a screenshot of the podcast on your Instagram and Facebook stories or in your feeds and tag me at Bliss Begins Within or Musings on Other, and I can repost you. Another way to spread the love is to share this podcast with your friends and family, anyone whom you think might enjoy it as well. A third way to support this podcast is to subscribe, download, and leave a positive review on any of the platforms you listen to the show on. And this way we can continue to grow our audience and reach more listeners. A quick and direct way to leave a review is by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash astonishing stories. I am so grateful to spend this time with you exchanging such uplifting tales of resilience. We'll see you next time.